Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. This feature is brought to you by the Solidarity Fund, Unity in Action. COVID-19 has had a negative impact on gender-based violence. The Solidarity Fund has identified GBV as one of its focus areas and has partnered with various organizations to assist with medical and psychosocial services, PPE, and access to shelters. To get help, call the National GBV Command Center on 0800-428-428 or visit the National Shelter Movement's website on nsmsa.org.za. Brought to you by the Solidarity Fund. Unity in action. So the Solidarity Fund is committed to eradication of the gender-based violence that we're experiencing at the moment. And as part of its commitment, we shall be having this ongoing conversation right here on Life Happens every single Monday um, for a couple of weeks from just after two o'clock and discussing topics that will change all of us and really will challenge us to find solutions towards ending gender-based violence scourge. And the hashtag to be a part of this conversation is hashtag solidarity for GBV. I'm joined this afternoon by Wendy Glow, who is Executive Head of Humanitarian and Behavioral Change Pillars at the Solidarity Fund. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Ms. Glow. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela, and thanks for having me. So take us through this um, Solidarity Fund GBV activation. Really, what does it hope to achieve? Um, you know, Pamela, it hopes to be ultimately... Um, an enabler, mm-hmm. right, that can assist organizations and and activists and voices that are um, consistently uh, putting in the fight against uh, GBV in our communities and in our country to continue to do the work that they do um, and to use the funds that have been donated to the Solidarity Fund to effect um, continuity of those services and to effect um, I think a, a heightened voice mm. of, um, you know, as the South Africans mm. uh, during this time of COVID, but generally as well, mm. around um, GBV, so that it isn't, um, you know, a forgotten pandemic mm-hmm. as, we, as we focus on COVID-19, but that we understand how it has been exacerbated um, as a result of COVID-19 and to really focus ourselves um, and our fight, our energies, and our efforts to um, assisting and alleviating whatever we can in whatever way we can using what we have. So, I mean, I, I know that this was the fund itself was was a response to the humanitarian crisis that we were all experiencing during COVID-19 and the lockdown. We also saw numbers come up, you know, where they were alarming that gender-based violence has increased during that time. Tell me and walk me through the specific idea by the fund to focus its energies on GBV. Um, you know, we realized that while um, the initial part of the national response mm. was around um, the health response mm-hmm. and capacitating our public health system to be able to deal mm. with what was coming to us, mm. um, we also realized that we can't do that without focusing on the humanitarian impact Mm. of what this pandemic was doing. And that humanitarian impact uh, was manifesting in many ways. Um, There was a food um, uh, humanitarian impact. Mm. But also we heard and we saw um, the cries around what the pandemic was doing in terms of 
um, victims of gender-based violence who were stuck in their homes mm-hmm. and couldn't access help mm-hmm. um, at the time of um, the heightened lockdown, especially during lockdown level five. Mm-hmm. And really for us, um, as, as I think as black women mm-hmm. um, who are sitting at the front, we couldn't remove ourselves um, from that because this is something that we deal with on a day-to-day basis as women in South Africa. And we had to then um, make sure that we became responsive um, to the plight um, that we were seeing um, um, you know, happening in the country, but also at the heightened level mm. that it was in the, in the country. We saw that you know, the command center was seeing... Um, you know, the doubling of of calls that they Mm. were dealing with. And therefore, the scarcity of resources that could assist in terms of um, managing those calls. And really, it was was a call by by the entire fund to say, we've got to be present um, in a humanitarian way in making sure that some of our funding in the humanitarian space sees itself Mm. um, reaching not just the organizations, but the beneficiaries who mm. need to have um, these services available to them. You know, I think I remember hearing um, Ms. Lourdes Robe from the fund at some point saying it was, it came as a shock that this need was so prevalent. And how quickly did you see that um, from the fund? Sure. Um, I think we saw, we did a rapid assessment mm. um, as early as April. Mm. And I think by the end of April, May, we had seen just the levels of um you know, the increase in incidences of, of gender-based violence that were being reported. Mm. The number of calls um, through the GBV Command Center um, that were just increasing and the SMSs. Um, and then we're getting calls from stakeholders in the GBV sector saying that shelters um, are struggling mm. to, A, be responsive in terms of making sure that their healthcare workers have got access to PPE, so their funds are not stretching to getting to that PEPE, mm-hmm. but also they aren't able, because of lockdown regulations, to go out and um, get those people who need help and bring them into the shelters. So ours was to really say, um, we are supposed to be a rapid response vehicle. Mm-hmm. How do we then immediately channel funds to these national organizations at the first instance to equip them and alleviate these issues that they have so that even through these regulations, they're able to provide these services safely and also make sure that the victims who are already in their organizations and in their facilities mm. actually have access to help, but in a safe manner that is COVID um, um, responsive. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, you are unlocking a lot of money. 75 million rand is a lot, especially during these times. And and the, the complexities of gender-based violence means that how we address it is also quite complex. So you have organizations, for instance, who are assisting young people to with access to information, for instance. You have organizations that are feeding, literally, people who've been chased away from their homes. So there is a plethora of people who are coming into this space, responding to this crisis. Can you maybe categorize for us who qualifies for this fund? Okay, sure. So um, we have done, so that 75 million rand is split into funding that is allocated or at least aimed at um, community-based organizations. Mm-hmm. And that is really the bulk of the 75 million rand. Okay. And what we have done, and you're quite right, uh, Pimelo, we've then said that we are asking 
community-based organizations mm. that are working in the ecosystem mm-hmm. of gender-based violence okay. to apply, right? Because we understand that gender-based violence should not only be addressed once somebody is a victim. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a role to be played in prevention. Mm-hmm. And the way we've understood the ecosystem through the advice of stakeholders in the sector is to separate it into those who are offering services in prevention. Mm-hmm. And that could be anything from positive parenting mm. to skill development to addressing gender norms and behavior change, Mm -hmm. to addressing sexual and reproductive health rights, Mm -hmm. right? Um, To also people who are playing in the response area of Mm. gender-based violence. That could be in trauma counseling. That could be in the maintenance of shelter services. That could be in the support and capacity building for community caregivers, as example. But further, we also need to assist in the access to the justice system, right? Mm. Because your victims who struggle with access and fair access to the justice mm-hmm. system. And those services could be in the areas of provision of free legal mm. and paralegal services, yeah. um, supporting victims in the, in the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. So we've separated and we've said we understand that there are players in the community-based and um, community-based organizations that could be playing at any part of that ecosystem. Those people are more than welcome to apply. Wonderful. So, how, you know, when do we close this window of opportunity for those organizations to apply? So, I'm so glad we started this, um, this partnership with, with your program mm. and, and with you in particular. Um, so, the, the, close, the, the closing date is this Wednesday, um, and we'd like um, as many um, community based organizations to please apply. Um, the funding starts from 50,000 Rand to 250,000 Rand, um, and uh, the information is available um, as well on our website should people want more information about that. So one of the things we picked up on when we were speaking to people on the ground at the height of the lockdown uh, period, mm. uh, I think it was level five, was people who found themselves doing this work that you're talking about now, the, that, that were not quite necessarily organized. So it's not, it wasn't a structural, um, it wasn't a structured company or, or organization, but somehow they found themselves taking in people, for instance, feeding people and so on. And they were not able to access any assistance from any structures that were, were, were put together to assist people and, and, and these humanitarian problems that we're talking about. Would a person like that qualify or do they need to go through the hoops and, and maybe register themselves and so on? You know, um, no, but what, what, and you're quite right, and we've taken that into consideration, mm. right, to say that community-based organizations do the work because that is what is needed in a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're responsive to community needs. However, um, we do kind of know that they are probably linked to other community-based yes. organizations. Yes. We have no problem with that. Okay. We have no problem with when these community-based small organization mm. that can manage to help two people or three people mm. because those people are significant, mm. right? Um, working with another registered organization to make the application. Mm. Ultimately, Pimelo, we want these funds to be able to reach even the smallest of players because um, their impact in their community 
is important, it is relevant, and it is significant. So one of the things that we, we try to reiterate on this show is to highlight how a response to a particular pro, pro problem is not only a response by one sector of the community. In other words, a gender-based violence issue is not a women issue, right? It's a collective problem. Yes. And so I'm going to ask you, I, I think I know the answer to that, but I'm going to ask you maybe to reiterate, you're not necessarily saying that this money is only for women and nobody else who could be <laughs> part of the society that understands that there is this problem. Please maybe go further in explaining that. Absolutely. This money is not only for that. It is for people <laughs> who are working in the gender-based yes. violence sector mm-hmm. who are providing critical services. Mm-hmm. Um, what gender they are is of no consequence to, um, to us. You yeah. know, So that it, it is really open. We know of some really great um, men-led organizations mm-hmm. that do work in the prevention area, mm-hmm. that do work in the response area. Mm-hmm. They too should apply. Yeah. Um, it, it's open for each and every single community-based organization that is having significant impact in its, um, in its area, in its community, and that impact is being felt by um, the gender-based violence mm. Um, sector of space. No, we love that. Okay, so how do people apply? So people can apply by going to our website, mm. solidarityfund.co.za. I've made sure that we have a big button that says GBC, GBC call for applications. Mm. They can click on that. They can apply online. Um, so the form has got links that they can do online. Or they can print out the form and fill it in and scan it back to us. Um, alternatively, we have a call center number, mm-hmm. which is 0800 mm-hmm. and they can call that and, and be taken through the application process. Mm-hmm. Or they can use WhatsApp and send hi to 060-053-5502. Okay. Since this is a second phase, I'm sure there are things that you've learned from the first phase that you'd like to highlight here from those who applied and were not successful. Could you maybe highlight just one of the two things that maybe you want to highlight to say, folks, you know, be aware of this, be aware of that? I think it's, um, you know, so this is the first time that we actually do a call for applications. However, things that I would like to highlight Mm. is um, as you do the application form and you get stuck and you don't understand something, please mm-hmm. do call the call center. Okay. We have um, agents that are equipped in all our languages to help you through mm. making sure that you can fill in that application form as best as you can. Mm. That's why they're there. They're not just there to troubleshoot. Yeah. They're actually there to assist you to make sure that you are, you are filling in the application form as properly as you should um, fill it in. Um, and then secondly, the other thing is there are lots of people that we've seen who've started the application process mm-hmm. but haven't completed the application process. And we'd like to call on them to say, by Wednesday, we'd like you to have finished that application process so that you two are considered uh, for the funding uh, application. So, so what is the trend telling you? Why is it, why is it that they're not completing the, the application form? Um, because the form is, is, is that it's an online application form. You're able to pause and oh, back to it. Okay. So it's, it's one of those kind of application forms. Mm-hmm. All we're saying is please make sure that you go back to it, you finish it off, and that your application does come true. Because so, we don't want to have, um, you know, 
community-based organization not being able yeah. to take advantage of this opportunity. Absolutely. And I'm, what I'm hearing is that big and small, you know, you, you, there's a range of money that's available to people from about 50,000 rand, as you said, to about 250. This, this covers quite a number of people. So it doesn't matter how big you are or, you know, middle, middle kind of the road kind of a community-based organization. But people must apply. People must apply, exactly. And actually, we also have a second call for applications, which we opened um, last week. And that is really aimed at your larger um, NPOs that have more systemic, large-scale type of projects, Mm -hmm. also in the the GBV space, also across the ecosystem. And that funding is between 500,000 rand to a million rand. Okay. That is, has, however, yeah. much more stringent yes. uh, criteria. No, it makes perfect sense. What Does it matter how long you've been around for? It does. So okay. we'd like organizations that have been around for 12 months at least. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm looking at my screen and I, I get the feeling there is somebody who wants to ask you a question. Okay. No, that's not the case. Just one more time. Um, the hashtag is solidarity for GBV. We'll have an ongoing conversation every single week on this and maybe take your questions if there are any issues. But the closing date is very soon. So people need to apply and go in there and apply, 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 please. It's. I mean, I know it sounds like a lot, but 75 million rand is not a lot given the kind of problems that we have in this country. So please, a lot of people are going to be doing that. Please do that yourself. Ms. Wendiglo, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been great chatting to you. Wonderful. Thank you. Wendiglo is Executive Head of the Humanitarian and Behavioral Change Pillars at the Solidarity Fund. So it is now open. You don't have much time. It is 75 million rand that is open for small organizations in the uh, in the spaces. And, and, and it's an ecosystem. She, she made that very clear. So it's people who are preventing gender-based violence. It's people who are offering direct assistance, whether it's shelter, whether it's food. It's, it's across the board, whether it is litigation. All of those organizations, uh, community-based organizations, are asked, please, to apply for this relief fund. It, um, you can qualify for between 50,000 and 250. There are uh, NPOs that are larger that can qualify for 500,000 rand to about a million rand, um, a bit more stringent uh, loophole uh, hoops to, to jump there. But look, it is there now. And I think it's important for us to try and see just how much of this assistance we can get through to you. We are at a point where, where we sit. We get a lot of your calls, a lot of your calls where you say, you know, how do we get help? How do I get help here? A lot of uh, organizations have come through where we have spoken to them, but it's hard. It's hard even for them. So the whole point here is that here is a helping hand. Please grab this opportunity. It may really, really assist you in a big way. So please go to at Solidarity rsa that's how they are on twitter on facebook it's solidarity fund the hashtag is solidarity for gbv all you need to do is to go to their website and there is a big button there that says gbv you can send go through there and you can start with your application there